Welcome to the March 24th edition of the Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is an abbreviated editorial team. Jesse Carey is out getting married, so he's Yay. not here this week and next. Here with me is Kara Davis, our editorial director. Hello. And Tyler Clark, the managing editor. Congrats, Jesse. Congrats, um, Jesse. Yeah. So I'm back this week. He's. We're just. It's going to be like a revolving podcast crew for the rest of the year. I think we should just... I'll alternate. You know how you have an auto responder when you leave? Mm-hmm. Jesse's just like, oh, I'm out of the office. It's like, oh, see you later, guys. Oh, like, no, no. There's one other thing on it. It says, if you um, if you need anything, contact uh, Tyler. Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Not like, you know, if you need anything pertaining to such a, you know, this set of things. Just well, anything. You're, you're anything his assistant, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not just at work, but in life as well. <laughs> you know, if you need help moving a couch, who do you call? So, so have you given him any marital advice yet? Yes. Such as? Don't uh, get married. <laughs> yeah. Uh, turn back now. No. Um, I think we talked a lot about, about um, expectations and, you know, just knowing that, that um, uh, marriage is, is, is real and it's, it's not going to, if you aren't happy with yourself, if you aren't happy with your life before you get married, it's not going to solve your problems in life. It enhances life, but it won't, it won't make you happier within and of itself i I noticed uh, it didn't solve your problems (laughs) yeah i'm still just pretty darn screwed up um and there's a lot about we talked a lot as well about um you know you're not living for yourself you're living for someone else and and kind of giving up a lot of your your selfish tendencies yeah hey that's good advice for someone who's been married four months not even two and a half two and a half months yeah it's a bit of a special podcast today. As you know, we've been having a lot of guests lately. Today, we have Bradley Hathaway. Bradley is a spoken word artist. He published a book with us on Relevant Books. It's uh, the story behind a lot of his uh, poems, as well as kind of an artistic representation of the poems. And there's a CD in the back, 14-track CD. Check it out. It's called All the Hits So Far, But Don't Expect Too Much by Bradley Hathaway. And he's here. Uh, he'll come up a little bit later in the podcast. Oh, I, I heard the podcast. You guys did an admirable job impersonating the opening. That was great. It's actually kind of creepy that Jesse didn't actually say he wasn't me. Like, he was emulating me so dead on that you actually, Tyler, didn't you say? And, yeah, and I was you're like, Jesse. Oh, by the way, can- yeah. Um, this is Jesse. It's not a, yeah. What you don't know is that it took us several times to get that right. <laughs> we went back. First, I tried to, to mimic you, and it, I couldn't remember it. So then eventually Jesse tried, and he got it right. It's it's not that difficult. <laughs> what I always forget it, I'd be like, uh, "Welcome to the relevant." Jeez, po- uh, because you have like a specific way of phrasing it each time, and I usually Hello, don't everyone. pay attention. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I never, you know, I didn't realize that I would said the same thing every time until you all pointed it out. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. The audio companion of relevant. So in New York was cool. Uh, it was it was uh, very very cold. It was awesome. We were up there for a week. Saw a couple shows. Um, saw heard, a couple movies. I heard you went to the Colbert Report. 
Uh, we didn't get in. Oh, you didn't? Oh. We were the next people in line. It was awful. Apparently, the guy, the bouncer, said mm-hmm. it was spring break, and they were overbooked, and they were overbooked, and we stood in line and couldn't get in, and I was, I, I got up to the door, I was like, dude, it's my 30th freaking birthday. <laughs> Let me stand by the door, you know? And he's yeah. like, I, I, I can't. Come back next week. I'm like, I'm from Florida. I came from Florida just for this show. Oh. And he's like, oh, my gosh. You know, he felt so bad, you know? but He should have. He should have. You know, and ironically, it's not in a studio. Like, you know, your MTV mm-hmm. studios or your, you know, your NBC, whatever. It's not anything like that. It's this... Um, it's just in the middle of nowhere in Manhattan, if that's possible, but it's like in a residential area. That's weird. It's um, a little tiny two-story brick building by itself that with a banner out front that says the Colbert Report, just like a little awning. And, you know, it's just like in a neighborhood. And that like we're so standing Republican. there in line. Yeah. We're <laughs> standing there in line and like people with their groceries are trying to walk the home and, you know, it's like, this isn't a, that's cool. like that's a bizarre. glitzy, yeah. yeah. And apparently, like, two blocks away, like, further into the neighborhood was um, the John Stewart show, the Daily Show. Huh. So, yeah. We so we toured NBC Studios. I did. I had to do that. It was a touristy thing. But I want because we're building a set, you know, for our right. upcoming show. And I wanted to see their studios. And I learned a lot. It was great. Cool. We were with a group of uh, 28 cheerleaders from Texas. <laughs> and so Maya, right Maya and dream. I literally were the only non, you know, people not in that group. And they were oh, wow. so not interested in anything. Aww. Yeah, it was. I felt like I was in high school again. Like cliques wow. were forming, and I was excluded. It was. It was awful. Did the anchors wear pants? They did. Yeah, not just like Bermuda shorts. We couldn't get into the Saturday Night Live set because um, they were taping the Tina Fey pilot. Like they're oh, nice. Tina cool. Fey's doing a sitcom. Yeah. They're taping the pilot in there, and I was like, "Hey, can I get in to see the pilot?" And they're like, "No." And I'm like, "But it's my thirtieth birthday." <laughs> I came all the way from Florida. You can try that again next year when you go. You know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, we use that on our honeymoon all the time. Um, uh, not the 30th birthday. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be odd. Like, oh, it's our honeymoon. We just got married. Um, on our honeymoon, it man, works. we got mm-hmm. like free drinks brought to the table mm-hmm. and just, you know, like, oh, congratulations. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. We mm-hmm. got a free bar of soap on our honeymoon by using the, we just got married line. <laughs> Bar of soap from who? <laughs> who, who? It was a local store. Oh, okay. And so it was, was like a soap store. It just had a bunch of random stuff in it, and she gave us. It was a leopard print bar of soap that I still have. We went to uh, the Magnolia Bakery, which, if you know, last last or Lazy Sunday from Saturday Night Live, mm. uh, two no four no six Baker's Dozen. You know I'm crazy for those cupcakes, cousin. <laughs> we went to the Magnolia Bakery, and I stood out in front of it and posed with no. two cupcakes. Oh yeah. I and love that you just said that. So that you recited those lyrics so seriously. <laughs> Two, no four, no six, no cousin, no baker's dozen. No. <laughs> wow! All right, coming up in entertainment releases this week. Uh, movies coming out today are uh, Inside Man, uh, which is starring Denzel Washington. Isn't it the one where he's negotiating with like a bank robber? Yeah, it looks like a bank robbery, but we kind of get the sense that it's not. Yeah, I think it looks good. I kind of want to see it. There you go. Uh, and also, Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector, is coming wow. out. Ooh, Larry yeah. the Cable Guy, Health Inspector, was shot and filmed here in Orlando, Florida. Because mm. he lives here, right? Yeah, he's from Sanford. Nice. Is he really? Yeah. I did not know that. Does yeah. he have like a farm? Uh, Orlando, Florida is the home of Larry the Cable Guy and Carrot Top. <laughs> Scott Stapp. <laughs> so all the comedians. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> get her done. That's pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty much it for movie releases. It's pretty slim pickings. Uh, albums coming out next Tuesday include the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Show your bones. Great album. Yeah, it's incredible. Rob Zombie. Yes, I saw. I saw his video the other night. It was just sad. He's hilarious. <laughs> Ghostface Killer, Fish Scale, uh, Jennifer Knapp. It's uh, a Diamond in the Rough digital EP. And is it exclusively on iTunes? I don't know. I saw that on there, yeah. but I, I don't know. Well, you can at least get it at iTunes. Yeah. And Family Force 5 on Goatee Records. The album's called Business Up Front, Party in the Back. It's a mullet reference. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Up next, Slices. You're listening to Natasha Bedingfield's latest single, Unwritten. The video is playing right now on Relevant TV. What you heard at the beginning of the uh, broadcast was Thrice and their new single, Red Sky. That video is actually the featured video of the week over at Relevant TV. So tune in. All right, with Slices, here's Kara Davis. There's a new hip-hop documentary being screened in New York uh, on April 6th. It's from first-time director Don Sikorsky. He's 27 years old, and he spent three years investigating what is known as the hip-hop squad, like an undercover special unit in the NYPD that kind of targets rappers for like money laundering, drug trafficking, and just miscellaneous violence, I guess. So, um, yeah, he actually spent, um, like I said, three years. He had like 300 hours of footage. At first, uh, a lot of the rappers actually wouldn't talk to him, but he ended up talking to, interviewing like Kanye West, um, Snoop Dogg, Wyclef, Russell Simmons, Suge Knight. Did I say that right? Suge Knight. He actually ended up getting a hold of a 500-page dossier that had like the home addresses, license plate numbers, social security numbers, and a ton of personal information about a lot of these these people. So it's you know evident that you know they are being targeted somewhat. But um, the the director said a lot of these guys were scared to talk to me at first, but they opened up and eventually it became easier to get their candid thoughts. What I found was that there were a lot of people within hip hop who said they deserve this this scrutiny if they're going to be talking about drugs and guns and carrying guns. Hmm. So, sounds really interesting. Oh, definitely. Did you guys hear that um, the three of the four Christian missionaries that were kidnapped in Iraq got released? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I heard about that. That's awesome. Yes. The, of course, the, the one guy did get killed while he was there. Right. But, I mean, they'd already known that. But right. what they didn't, I mean, they didn't know if the other three were alive. And so, there was a raid yesterday. So, that's awesome that they were able to be rescued so everybody knows that uh that movie uh ticket sales are have been down for the last couple years and there's a new way that uh, movie theaters are are looking to uh to get people back in which is by with sports events by 2007 the national amusement or national amusements incorporated is planning to uh start airing 3d sports events live what yeah i mean like imax stuff i don't like i don't know how they're gonna do the the 3d thing they they referenced uh, they said that 3D prints have become uh, a lot better in the last few years. They kind of referenced uh, Disney's Chicken Little 
as an example of, of that was of 3D success there. Apparently so. I don't know. It says so here. But you didn't um, have to wear little glasses. Well, I think there may have been like a, a, a 2D version and a 3D version. I don't know. Because hmm. I remember seeing something about it being a 3D version somewhere. Let's see. They say here there, there's a quote from the president of the National of National Museums Incorporated. And she said, or Amusements Incorporated. She says, uh, we want to transition our theaters from being uh, traditional movie theaters to being community uh, entertainment destinations. And what better way to do that than sports? Or lowering the price of your popcorn and drinks. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of movies in New York, I saw uh, Thank You for Smoking. Yeah. I want to see that. Was it good? Yeah. Cool. It was, it was It was hilarious. I mean, there's some scenes that are kind of, you know, rough around the edges, but in all, it's a incredibly witty uh, kind of satire of the mm-hmm. tobacco, alcohol, and gun lobbying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's really hmm. very intelligent. It's really good. Mm. Yeah. Packed theater. Everybody started clapping at the end. That's awesome. all these jaded, cynical New Yorkers. You know, they just erupted in just applause. <laughs> it was like, what the heck? Wow. Did, did you see that Dick Cheney, uh, when he goes to a hotel, he demands that the suite is 68 degrees and the TV is tur- tuned into Fox News? Who do you think he is? Wow. JLo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Fox News thing doesn't surprise me. But yeah. But, you know, Stephen Colbert would be pleased. Do you know the remote control <laughs> is, is the most bacteria infested item in a hotel room uh, that's why i always wear gloves you sure it's not the bedspread i'm sure there was a study done the bedspread has stains oh, i yeah. know you know at the colbert report everybody in line literally everybody was like hipster 20 somethings hmm. i think it was interesting there was no normal fans there i mean it was like the hot new club you'd think mm-hmm. like you'd think like the arctic monkeys were playing inside <laughs> or something i mean it's like yeah it's cool speaking of hipster 20 somethings in new york I hope that's a good transition. Um, MTV and Rolling Stone are doing a reality show together. It'll the show will air on MTV, and it's it, they're looking for the uh, the next big music journalist or whatever. Someone like the, the winner of the show will uh, be on staff at Rolling Stone for a year. Are you applying so, for that, Tyler? Um, honestly, I think I'm, I'm, I, I think I am. I think I'm going to see. Why not? Right. You just leave a know. really long out of the office message that says, <laughs> exactly. if you have any questions, hit up Jesse. Hit up Jesse Carey, yes. Okay, is that it for slices? Mm-hmm. All right, well, that'll do it. Next up, Bradley Hathaway. All right, well, with us today is author and spoken word artist uh, Bradley Hathaway. Welcome. Woo-hoo. Hello. You're currently on tour right now, right? I am. With uh, with who? A band called Edison Glass. Yeah. They're new to uh, Credential Records. That's, uh, that's one of the things that's interesting about you, is you, as a spoken word artist, typically are touring with, with musicians and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how does that work? How does that work? I just, um, well, this tour, I'm headlining, so... All the bands play before me, and then I go last, which is pretty wow, funny. Wow, that's, that's cool. awesome! Yeah, man. it's a good day for poets. Yeah, <laughs> anytime that happens. So, but that's yeah, pretty much, I just roll like I'm a band. Only I don't have a band. <laughs> a lot lower overhead, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, I mean, so this is a different season from the days where you would just say, like, "Can I get up in between sets?" I oh, mean, totally. Yeah, I refuse to do that anymore unless it's going to be a massive band. Um, this way, it's like it's my own audience, and then when I go last, everyone's there to listen to me, so I don't have to fight for attention or like 
try to come out really tough or anything like that. And I'm just like, hello? Yeah. Well, have you seen pretty good feedback this tour, like a lot of turnout and stuff? Uh, this tour has been a little smaller than I hoped for, but it was booked like a couple weeks in advance and it's spring break. But um, last tour, I was drawing over 100 in most cities. This tour wow. has been like 50 to 100, but last night had 150. So it was really good at the relevant church. Oh, yeah, in, in Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the Italian bar or whatever <laughs> it was. Is it called the Relevant Church? Yeah. It is. No. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't heard about that? No. Bro, yeah. they had all kinds of video, and, like, I told them not to use a video on me, though, <laughs> because it was too fancy, and I was like, I'm not you two. I'm just... <laughs> but it was really cool. They're really cool people. That's awesome. And then we went to a bar afterwards. Very postmodern, very relevant. <laughs> they went to a bar after. <laughs> and had pineapple juice, I'm I saw, sure. I saw girls dancing on... Uh, on the tables at Coyote Ugly. So that was cool. <laughs> wow. So you have a book with us um, mm-hmm. called All the Hits So Far, but Don't Expect Too Much. Mm-hmm. And uh, so tell the listeners about the book. The book is me doing the poems. Or wait, no, it's like the poems written. And then um, expounding on the poems. Like I'm just kind of saying this is a little more about the poem or concepts within the poem. And then the artwork was done by the beautiful Jeremy. And it's just amazing, mm-hmm. amazing art. So it's way more than just a poetry book. It's like... Um, very artsy, very fartsy, very cool. And it comes with a CD, me speaking CD the poems and stuff as well. So. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about the book is how you kind of explain how you got into what, what you're doing. You want to uh-huh. talk about that? Um, okay. I saw a poet perform named Clayton Scott. And two months later, I was coming home from church and just pulled over and wrote a poem. I was um, kind of overcome. Definitely overcome. Very Old Testament, Holy Spirit-like. Um, but I didn't kill 600 <laughs> men with an ox or, or axe or what? Not yet. A bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I just, uh, I had to write it down. And then I wrote it down and I was like, this is it. This is like what I was born to do. Because before I was in ministry and I was working with kids, like some youth dudes, and um, I just couldn't remember their names. Like, it was so not working. I'm like, I don't even, there's 13 of them and I don't even know your names. I'm just like, hey, dude. <laughs> and uh, so it was really like, I'm not much of a pastor like kind of figure like i'm not really want to take you somewhere and grow with you and blah, 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 blah. i'm just not really developed that yet so it's really good for me and that whoa this is the bridge this is this is my mm-hmm. personality this is how i can how i can be uh used for god's kingdom for now until mm-hmm. i learn all that all, all that pastor stuff so but so. how did you go from like a oh kid, yeah, yeah how did you go from i wrote a poem in the car yeah. to you're now headlining a tour yeah heck yeah uh it just happened man i started i uh two weeks later well i ran a venue so Two weeks later, I would kind of practice in between bands, um, maybe once every two months or so. Mm -hmm. And then people were like crying and stuff. And I was like, dang, this is good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't really think that. But uh, it's 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 uh, it's a lot of the biz is all who, you know, man. And uh, I knew the right person to get me on my first tour. And he was like, I was like, can I go on tour with the chariot? And I was like, yo, can I go on tour with you guys? And they were like, "Okay." And then we did it. And then it was like, everyone's like, what the heck happened here? And then I performed at Cornerstone in front of like. 7,000 people, 10,000 people, and it was just like, it blew up. And then everyone was like, this is amazing. And then um, and then I just hit it, man. I did uh, everything I could to get on tours for the first six months to a year. And then like for, I mean, the first 200 shows, I didn't get paid. It was like, I'm just going to wow. go drive my pickup truck around the country and do whatever I can. And now it's like, you know, I got my first royalty check. I'm living large. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not really, but I still live in my mom's house, unfortunately. <laughs> You're on the road, like, a lot. Yeah. Like, how many days a year? Well, since August. Oh, well over 200. Like, I just read that Chain and Chain article, and they're like, they've been 200 shows a year. I was like, me too. Mm. <laughs> that, that doesn't Does anybody really... go with you? Uh, a lot of times I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my van. It's very me, God, and the open road. 
and um c.s lewis mere christianity on podcast and mm. whatever else but yeah i'm slowing down though this is my last tour until september pretty much i'm only doing weekend shows fly out shows and some european stuff but i've done over average like yeah 200 something shows a year but it's really hard to maintain a sense of of i guess who you are and your friends and your relationships and you start to like last night there's you know all these little girls want to take their picture with me and it's like <laughs> this is not real like mm-hmm. i need to go home and sit in the woods you know yeah. so that's what well, i'm doing what's the difference between like playing european shows and playing the ones here okay um well one show i had a translator in between no yeah they were mm-hmm. like they said that um they were um they would get a better idea of the poem if they told told them about it before but uh the shows are a smaller but b it was like they were um they were just stoked but they were like i don't understand everything you're saying but what i did understand was really amazing hmm. but they were more into like me being visual and and running around and everything but um are you um you're thinking about doing some singing and stuff now right yeah all of my new stuff well in the same way that i, I just started writing poetry pulling mm-hmm. over on the road uh, i started i wrote my first song on september september 4th in amsterdam i fell in love and uh and then I had something to sing about. Mm-hmm. And it just came out in a melody. Like, instead of it being like, you know, well, I've been alone for my whole life. I've never had a real <laughs> girlfriend. You know, it was like, it came out in more of a jingle. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> this is it. This is it. And uh, I went home and sang it to her. And uh, she loved my voice. So I would always sing Johnny Cash and my friend Philip to her. <laughs> and uh, so anytime I would sing to her, she would love it. And then for whatever reason, I was like, well, I guess I'll just sing in front of a lot of people. <laughs> and that's what I've done. And it's not that good, but it's like... I don't know. I love. I love it. I like. I'm. I'm so excited about the songs. Like, when I first wrote, and that's why I'm just like, well, that's the direction I'm going, and that's why I'm all into Bob Dylan because he was acoustic, and then he went electric, and everyone hated him. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm very successful in doing what I'm doing now, but I don't want to do that anymore because I have these songs. Mm. And it's gonna be a. I'm calling next year the year of career suicide, <laughs> because I'm doing something. You're supposed to write the same record twice, you know. And then you change it later. Yeah. Mm. But I'm not doing that. So it, it, is it acapella or are you thinking about putting a band together? Uh, it's all acapella live for now mm. until this band, Night of the Wrecking Ball. They did the music on the last one and we're working on it right now. So we'll have it totally recorded by August and then come out in January, February. So Dude, But they're crazy. amazing, amazing musicians. But that's yeah. cr- that's really crazy. Why? <laughs> no, I mean, it's just because you're just getting this huge buzz as spoken word artists, and you're like, you know what? Screw all y'all, I'm going to sing. I know, but I, man, I love it. they feel so good. Yeah. Like, I love them. I love them. I'm just, I'll go ahead and not do Fat Lady, and I'll just sing the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We were, we're going to ask you if you could uh, give us a taste of something. I want to hear the new stuff, Yeah, man. and if this doesn't work, you could always take it out and not play it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. Wink. No chance. That'd probably be better if it doesn't work. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this one is even going to be on the next record, however. But um, it's about my papa. My papa died on uh, December 28th. I was on tour, and uh, yeah, and that's what this song's about. Like like two months ago. Yeah, Christmas. I'll tell the story. This is not that anyone wants to hear this, but uh, he was in a nursing home for the last year, and he never really got sick. But um, all of a sudden, he started feeling really bad. And then I saw him on Christmas Day, and then I remember going, "Whoa, I don't think I'm gonna see my papa again mm. when I come back from tour." And then uh, sure enough, he died three days later. Totally mm-hmm. random, but uh, yeah, I oh, don't know. I was really happy for him. Like he was really sad, and I'll hear you'll hear it in the song. I'm getting kind of nervous. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm singing in front of ten thousand people. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I'll just close. My, do I need to back up or no, whatever you want to do? Okay. Well, Papa, oh Papa, I just got a call. The sad voice on the other end. 
was your son-in-law. He told me this morning you passed away. And here we are in the middle of the holiday. You laid in bed and you said goodbye. The nurses all around you hung their heads and cried. And heaven burst into a song, welcome home, welcome home. And Jesus took you by the hand, said, I'm proud of you. Now here's your mom, and here's your dad, and your best friend too. But most of all, here she is, she's been waiting for you. Well, Papa, oh, Papa, how does she look? Does she look like she did 12 years ago? Well, Granny, oh, Granny, are you happy to see the man who's wept? for you endlessly oh papa oh papa i'll miss you our dinner time our sunday drives our talk about what's on our minds that's that wow wow who 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 are kind of like musically influences of yours um, well, lately, oh, well, Johnny Cash for sure. Like, yeah. I just listen to him every day, usually like an hour a day. I can't help it. Kind of like devotions. It's like yeah. devotions. He's totally my man. I'm like, I'm feeling down. Yeah, JC. <laughs> spend time with JC about an hour a day. Yeah, and then lately, Neil Diamond, 12 songs. It's just a beautiful, beautiful record. Um, but I would say, like, the history of it, like, I'm into hardcore, like, strong arm, you know, living sacrifice. But um, lyrically, I think, like, uh, Me Without You. Aaron Weiss lyrically, um, and then I love. I can't write anything like him, but at the drive-in, Mars Volta. Um, I wrote one poem like them, "Dirty Sheets" or something stupid, but um, no one ever heard it. But someone I was on a church trip with. But <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming by. We uh, we we love the book, and uh, we love the fact that you've uh, partnered with us. So. Yeah, I'm stoked. It's yeah, beautiful. Man. Cool. Beautiful well, deal. thanks for coming through. Best love. Best of luck on the tour. And where can people find out like where you're playing and stuff? Uh, thebradley.net, myspace.com/slash/bradley-hathaway. You can just Google me. Or whatever. How, how many friends do you have? I have twenty-eight thousand now. Nice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty much the jam. That's now. awesome. Man. All right, cool. I have five yeah. million in my extended network. <laughs> Word. High five. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming through. Yeah, thanks. You're listening to Cold Cut featuring Roots Maneuver, and it's playing right now on Relevant TV. All right, we have some of your feedback from last week's editorial question of the week, which was your favorite place to travel. Sunshine Cursed, I think that's her name. She says, number one. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Backpacking through Europe, 
Ooh. And number two, Alaska. Number three, England slash Scotland slash Ireland. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by the answers. I had expected it to be a lot of like, you know, Daytona Beach. Woo! Are you serious? Well, I mean, I expected like, you know, kind of... uh, uh, Our readers are well-traveled. See, much more so than I'd expected. I was at, I was at the um, the Magic Knicks game last night, and they did this segment on the Magic Dancers, and like three of them were like interviewed. You know, their favorite mm-hmm. this, their favorite that. There's one of the questions was your favorite place to travel. One of the girls was, she goes, my favorite place to travel is, well, I've not been there yet, but I think it's Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> oh come <laughs> That's on, perfect. We got a, a Nicaragua, yeah, uh, Edinburgh, Scotland. So I guess our our listeners are much more traveled than I had. Uh, Expected. We have Spain from Lauren. Man, how do these people afford to go to Europe all the time? They they go on the cheap. Uh, this one person, TJ, says that he's been all over the place. His mom was a flight attendant, so there you go. Uh, but his favorite place to travel is home. Oh. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I have an email here. Uh, it has nothing to do with the city or the traveling, but it, it's one of the people who actually went on our Katrina spring break trip. Oh, nice. Um, his name is Gerald Jimenez. He uh, wrote, and he said, I just got back from the uh, relief trip and we just want to thank you for the opportunity to serve. There isn't a strong Christian fellowship at my fine, art, fine arts college in New England. If I never heard of the chance to serve in Louisiana through you guys, I would know. I would have surely spent my spring break getting drunk on the beach. Not only did I get the opportunity to help those in need, but I also met many other young adults in my position, kids that don't attend Christian colleges and therefore have a harder time finding people with their hearts and minds in the same places. The trip also gave me the opportunity to introduce my friend to faith. The experience of being around hip and sincere young adults that believe in Christ showed them that Christianity is still definitely alive. In our uh, city and college community, it isn't very likely to find young people that sincerely believe and reflect in their lifestyle. Um, And he posted some of the pictures from the trip. The um, URL is flickr, F-L-I-C-K-R dot com slash photos slash N-E-G-R-I-T-O, Negrito. So check it out. That's Gerald Jimenez. He goes to the Massachusetts College of Art in Boston, Massachusetts. So thanks, Gerald, for writing in. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I have another piece of uh, feedback that's not related to the question. It just says, um, "It says, please stop using the editorial question of the week jingle. Seriously, it's giving me nightmares. So with that said, here's this week's editorial <laughs> question of the week. How do you plan to spend your tax refund, assuming you're getting one? I already spent mine. So did I. I would haven't you, done mine yet. Would you spend well, I guess I've spent part of mine. We um, we used it to get cable for the year. Oh. Yeah. You prepaid? Uh, well, no, but we're just like not spending that on something else. So kind of cool. set that aside. So we can earn interest. We, we, we put it as part of the down payment on our house, so... <laughs> That works, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So write us at editorial at relevantmagazine.com and let us know how you plan on spending your tax refund. In relevant news, um, if you haven't heard, which I'm sure that's impossible if you listen to this podcast, Monday night, uh, the 27th, we actually have a release party for Radiant Magazine here in downtown Orlando, Florida. Lee Nash is performing with um, her band. So if you are within the tri-state area, <laughs> come on yeah. by. Come on by. The, the party's from 7 to 10 p.m. That at includes the, you, Georgia. <laughs> and Alabama. And the Caribbean. If you're in the Caribbean, come on by. It's at the DMAC in downtown Orlando on the corner of Pine and Magnolia, I believe. 
Also, the new issue of Relevant Magazine, May, June, is going to the printer uh, in the next few days. Which have we said what's on the cover? I don't think we have. The cover is Derek Webb. He's saying, as you know, by listening to the podcast, um, you know, a month ago, he's saying some really um, hard-hitting and controversial things. And this article kind of, we sat down with him and really got to kind of explore that and talk to him about his heart. Mm -hmm. It's actually, it's a great story written by Tyler Clark. Yeah. And we did a photo shoot with him here in Orlando. It's awesome. So check it out. Be looking forward to that. I want to apologize to any of you who got your March issues late through many, uh, many, many emails, phone calls, and meetings. We've finally gotten to the matter, the the heart of the problem of why they ship so late, and it has been rectified. It was an error, not on our end, but with our printer. So I do apologize for everybody who received their magazine late. Uh, rest assured, you will be back on schedule with the next issue, and it is a one-time error. Um, so I just wanted to uh, kind of publicly address that since we're getting so many emails. Where's my magazine? It's coming. Trust me, it's coming, or it should have come already. All right, that'll do it for this week's edition of The Relevant Podcast. Many thanks to Bradley Hathaway for coming by. If you can catch him on the road, do so. um, Hit him up at MySpace for dates. Also, if you don't have it yet, uh, swing by The Relevant Store, uh, relevantstore.com, and pick up his book, All the Hits So Far. It's a CD and a book. It's a great deal. Good spoken word. Mm -hmm. Art. Yep. Check it out. Thanks for listening. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Tyler Clark, Kara Davis, and Jesse Carey, <laughs> and Flynn Atkins. <laughs> See you next week. Podcast anytime, anywhere.